Welcome to episode number 117, Unstoppable, part one. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, you are now tuned into the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Gabe Heck, Manny Goose, and special guest Gilbert Rodriguez. He's back, right? That's right, that's right. Is this your second or third one? I think it's the second one. I thought we did one with you and your brother. That was just an idea. Uh, No, I think we did them like back to back, but separate. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. So maybe, right. maybe my third, yeah. Maybe. Unstoppable. But it was all Skype before, wasn't it? It was through Skype. Yeah, now we have him Correct. live right. here at Miguel's Riverside Barbershop, 105 Market Street, Bristol, Pennsylvania. That's right. And he's traveling all the way up from North Carolina. Can't That's true. Monkeys. Wake Forest. Wake Forest. What's your address? Just kidding. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Unstoppable. In this episode, the crew welcomes back special guest, investor, an entrepreneur, Gilbert Rodriguez. The crew talks about what it takes to be unstoppable. We cover topics that range from pressure, having an unstoppable mentality, failure, confidence, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Katerina Fake and Kirk Cameron. All right, if you're new, guys, thank you for joining us. Don't forget, we drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off with a definition from dictionary.com unstoppable they define it as they that cannot be stopped or surpassed unbeatable cool all right so there you have it gilbert welcome welcome back thank you sir it's good to be here awesome i know the last time uh we were here uh you are an owner of a plumbing company called uh pure line yes sir um and we talked a lot about business and your business, and yes. how you got started, your background story. Yes. Um, and last night, uh, Gilbert was at you know uh, at our house. We're you know around the uh, the fire pit. I almost said campfire. Uh, <laughs> we're around the campfire, roasting marshmallows. <laughs> and during that special time that we had, he was discussing, um, you know, entrepreneurship um, outside of the plumbing business per se and investing, but more of like the mentality. So this time we have you on, really talking about mentality um and what it takes to be someone uh who's virtually unstoppable um all right so with that being said i found a dope article from uh success.com and they have it's titled do these 30 things if you want to be unstoppable uh by benjamin p hardy so number one don't think know and act don't think you already know what you have to do and you know how to do it What's stopping you is the question by Tim Grover. Rather than analyzing and thinking, act. Attune to your senses and with complete trust in yourself, do what you instinctively feel you should do. What do you guys think about that? Number one of do these 30 things if you want to be unstoppable. Number one, don't think, no, just act. Oof. Act. That's tough. That's that's tough for somebody who's you know analysis paralysis. I'm a guy who overthinks it. Am I making the right decision? Am I doing this right? And a lot of times you're just frozen because you're overthinking it. Yeah, um, I took a, I just recently took a test by uh, 
uh, done by the Gallup called uh, Strengths Finders. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys might have heard of it, uh, Strength Finders. And um, what they, they basically get your five strengths. You take this test, you answer a bunch of questions, and they basically deliver your results of your top five um, strengths. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's more. I think there's 34 or something like that total. You can, you know, for more money, you can buy the rest. But mm-hmm. yeah. your top five they give you. And one of mine, top five, was Activator. They call it Activator. It's basically someone who makes things happen. Mm-hmm. And that's very good, but we talked about this last night, um, where it's cool that someone can take action. It just depends on what action yeah, they're taking, right? Because yeah, right? right. you can have what we call a motivated idiot, right? Yep. For lack of better terms. I mean, yeah, you're motivated, you're taking a lot of action, but you're doing the wrong things. Right. And that's okay, I think, if your mind's right, and I think if you have some level of guidance, mm-hmm. right, like a mentor or something. Otherwise, you're going to be that guy who keeps taking action and walking into the wall time after time again, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's just that point you made. Uh, with, uh, I think people, a lot of people maybe uh, get in their own heads, and so although you want to do something, you you, you tend to kind of overthink it, and when you overthink it, you become paralyzed, and then everything else goes on around you. Right. And you set these barriers up mentally. You know, you, you have you can have everything laid out in front of you, but when you start to think about it, well, like Manny said, you, you just you just become paralyzed, and I think that that. You know, that's the first step into becoming unstoppable is, you know, getting over that mental barrier Mm -hmm. to be able to put something into action. You know, and sometimes it can be something so small, something that, you Mm -hmm. you know, you start little with little goals. And, you know, like, you know, this week I'm going to accomplish this. I'm going to get to the gym at least three times this week, you know. And then before you know it, I think, you know, me and Miguel kind of were talking about that, too. It's it's you start small and you, you get over these mental barriers, you know, to be able to become uh, you know, more successful and, and to be able to take on bigger goals. I believe that as well. Um, there's this huge movement uh, when the law of attraction stuff exploded or whatever in the movie The Secret came out. Um, it's this concept of thoughts become things. Mm-hmm. Um, the, that's fantastic, but the, the problem is that there's so many missing parts to that equation, um, like action. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, thoughts become things if you're taking action on these thoughts, thoughts. right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so then you literally had like hordes of people sitting in their rooms meditating, <laughs> yeah. uh, thinking that they're gonna, these things were going to manifest <laughs> without yeah. any, you know, communicating yeah. with anything else but themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very strange things. Uh, but yeah, action. All right, number two, always be prepared so you have the freedom to act on instinct. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. Become a master of your craft. While everyone else is relaxing, you're practicing and perfecting. Mm -hmm. Learn the left brain rules in and out so your right brain can have limitless freedom to break the rules and create. What do you guys think about that? Always be prepared. Yeah, like you said, like master your craft, like practice. I have this, uh, the barbershop, the young kid, he's like 15 years old. And um, they're all into like the, the video games and stuff like that. He's also a wrestler. He wrestles in high school. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, um... While all your friends are trying to master the video game, you should be mastering wrestling. Practice that. Practice why while they're doing that, you're mastering your wrestling skills. So when you come to the mat, like you you you've obviously have experience. They're just playing video games and they, they do minimum practice yeah. of, of their their little craft wrestling. Yeah. If you're if you practice while they're playing, you'll you'll obviously like have more experience. You'll 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 definitely develop more and faster than they would. Oh, like yeah. that that's like just trying to get ahead. Of the rest of your, of your peers, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, even to add on to that is just being, <clears throat> excuse me, being disciplined. 
I mean, you know, doing things daily, what everybody else does occasionally, you know, mm-hmm. being, able, being able to get up and, and, and do things that, you know, everybody else it seems that it, it's not that important. Yeah. But I mean, you, you mm-hmm. develop this discipline and this self willpower to be able to um, do these things every single day, whatever that is, whatever your craft is, like mm-hmm. Miguel was saying, or whatever you want to do best. You, you discipline yourself in the small things and you concentrate on that every single day and everybody else o- only does that occasionally you know right. and so yeah. so by the, by the time you look back you're you're a master at it right you know yeah it's 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 a crazy thing because i know when when you separate yourself when you can separate yourself here's the what i find fascinating and funny at the same time is when you go back to hang out with your those friends it was like you see your you see your growth yeah in conversations oh, yeah. and it Absolutely. comes out and you're like whoa mm-hmm. so it was almost like i had a growth spurt in the summer of my junior going into my uh junior slash senior year or coming out of junior going into senior year um and i didn't realize it until i went back to school and i saw how much taller i was yeah. than all these people literally like 90 percent of the people it's kind of that same concept sure. it's just mental growth right. and when you're having these conversations you see yeah. um how much when i first got into personal development it was kind of one of those things i read one book not that i walked around thinking i was like some yogi or anything but i in my mind it was almost like freaky it's like yeah. holy smokes i could see the level of growth. what was i doing all this other time sure. yeah. you know what i mean um all right, cool. Uh, number three, they have, don't be motivated by money or anything external. Having nice things is well and nice, but for you, it's never been about money, prestige, or anything else outside of you. Take these things away and nothing changes for you. You're still going to be pushing your personal limits and giving it your all. Give these things to you and they won't destroy you like they do most people. Wow. Wow. Um, I just got the chills reading that. Um, and it says that last sentence, give these things to you and they won't destroy you like they do most people. Um, is that what it does? You guys think that? You guys agree that it destroys most people um, being motivated by money or external? What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. I think anything you do um, that's driven by money or anything else other than your actual passion um, it's so much easier to either fail at it or give it up. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's not your passion. Right. You know, uh, take uh, my own life story, for example. I've been doing piping work since I was 17 years old. Opened up a business. It's what I'm passionate about. Been all over the world traveling, doing pipe work. So to me, it's my passion. So when times get rough, when times get tough, when, when, when times seem... Enough. Uh, I thought you were just rhyming. Sorry. You know, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that's true too, Jimmy Lee. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, you, you, you become so passionate that it's a lot harder to give up. It's yeah, a lot. And sure. so when no it comes to that. money, it's, it's a little bit different. You know, you can invest in, you know, if, if you're not a baker and you see an opportunity to bake cookies, uh, you're not passionate about it. So you, you throw some money at it, you invest in it and it goes downhill, you're like, okay, well, I lost whatever the investment is. But if you're really passionate about cookies, you're going to get into yourself and bake them yourself. I mean, it's just a, it's a big, it's a mindset. It's a big difference. Oh, absolutely. Because that point, it's an emotional investment. Yes. Along with whatever actual physical thing you put into Absolutely. Yeah, you have your anchor. There's a, um, I'm taking a leadership class right now called Great Beginnings. And in Great Beginnings, they ask you a question. What do you want your brand to be? Hmm. Just everyone's own brand. Not no. No one has a business. You as yourself. Mm-hmm. And one of the words that I picked. So they gave you like a list, a crazy list of all these words. And one of the words that I picked 
with significance. I want my brand to be something of importance, something that's going to change. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why they call people a change agent. That's like a great title that I would love to live by. Um, But something of significance, something that has like that, yeah, this is what I'm doing it for. Because as you're talking about, when things do get rough, I was not motivated by the money. Look, the money's gonna be there, that's fantastic. And don't get me wrong, that stuff is fun, but that's not that can't be the motivator. Sure. That's mm-hmm. not a motivator, you know what I mean? And you have to have anchor. So at the end of the day, you will live that fulfilled, satisfied life because uh, you know you're driven by something else when right. all else fails. Right. Um, number four, never be satisfied. Even after you achieve a goal, you're not content. For you, it's not even about the goal. It's about the climb to see how far you can push yourself. Does this make you ungrateful? Absolutely not. You're entirely humbled and grateful for what everything you have, which is why you will never get complacent or lazy. Oh man, I forget the author of this book, but it is the best title I think I've, one of the best titles I've ever seen or heard of, and I read the book, but it's called Happy Discontent. And the entire book was about being grateful for what you have and happy for it, but discontent in a sense that you want more in a good way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, You want more for yourself. You want to use your resources. and, And listen, there's no way in hell we're here to go clock in and clock out of work clock in and clock out of work and and then that and then that's it yeah it just it makes no sense you have to have meaning behind all this stuff um and and when you do live a quote life of significance you're not going to be satisfied per se true but you can be happy and this book title happy can discontent obviously the title explains it all um but I, i that was one of the first times i felt almost like relieved like because people were like dude because okay so then where where does greed come into this right you're like oh dude that's greedy you're greedy you want it all and i'm like and i felt bad about thinking (laughs) that i wanted it all i'm like oh i guess that's greed i don't know and then i read this book like happy discontent i'm like that's the mindset it's a mindset it's not that oh yeah give me greed is almost like i want it all and i don't want anyone else to have it you know that's like a whole other thing um you're gonna fail at that big time all right, number five, always be in control. Unlike most people who are dependent on substances or other external factors, you are in control of what you put in your body, how you spend your time, and how long you stay in the zone. Act based on instinct, not impulse. Just because you could doesn't mean you do. And when you do, it's because you want to, not because you have to. Uh, but yeah, always be in control. Um, that goes back with uh, preparation, I think. So yeah. if you're in, if you're prepared, you're in control. And again, we talk about external things that we don't have control of, right? So life is going to happen. But if you're prepared and you're in control, these life things are now inconveniences and not, you know, meltdowns and catastrophic events. Yeah, I think um I know for me when I first started my business, I was so hard up on the on the specific goals that I want to accomplish. I had set certain goals, I had set certain marks that I wanted to hit but you soon realize that um, life happens and so with life happens so does life happen and it happens in business as well where things change in business where you you thought you were going to focus your business on a certain product or a certain line or a certain service but then as things change if you don't change and roll with it you set yourself up for a mental letdown so Mm -hmm. and not not really realizing the, the, the benefit of rolling with the punches in business. 
So it's, you know, uh, if, for example, if, if you wanted to set a, a goal to, to, to make, I don't know, pizza, and, and all of a sudden you get more requested to make uh, something different than pizzas, you know, then you, in your mind, you're like, well, I, I had a goal. I had a goal to, to make a thousand, you know, a thousand pizzas this week. But now, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this now. Right. So I think with business and control and, and all of that, you kind of roll with with life and, and you and you roll in the same thing in business. You, you kind of set new goals. You know, you had certain goals, you set new goals. But at the same time, it, it doesn't allow your your mind to, to stay stagnant. You know, you, you kind of roll with it. You set new goals. And, and, and I think you don't set yourself up for a, a, a mental breakdown or a mental failure going, man, I didn't accomplish this, you know, but, but open up your eyes to what else you could accomplish because of a certain change, you know, in business or whatever, in, in life too. Right. Yeah, that, I mean, we, we talked about this too last night. Um, that actually happened to me where uh, this year we're releasing a spoken word album, the second, you know, one off of uh, the Motivation Files. The first one came out in 2015. So Motivation Files Unleashed, the entire project was done. Yeah. And we're talking about release dates, August, September, doing all this stuff. And in the background, since that project was done, I was able to focus on my the the lifestyle brand, the blessed lifestyle brand. And so I started, you know, toying around with designs. I had designs like since, you know, earlier this year, but I kept that was like that was kind of like my way out of everything else. Mm. So it was like my downtime. I was playing around with designs doing all this stuff. So I had one of the designs. I had a dude mock it up, whatever. I got a t-shirt done, right? I posted on social media and that was the end of that. This thing just like took off like wildfire. Meanwhile, we had this massive project in our hands. We're like, uh, let's hold off on this project. Let's do this bless line and, and keep it moving with that. And that's exactly what, that's exactly what, I, that's, that's the point I was trying to make. Yeah. You, you, you adjusted, you know? Yeah. yeah. And you know what's crazy is if we didn't do that, we're now doing music videos for the albums dropping um, in December. We have a single drop in October and a single dropping in November, and the entire project is dropping in um, December. If we didn't do that, the Blessed brand wouldn't even be in these videos sure. to a point where I actually have a track on the album titled Blessed. Yeah. And it just, it totally reformed the whole thing. And that was just me just going with it. I'm like, I'm not stopping this. Because mm -hmm. that's the thing we always talk about is being flexible along with everything else is yeah. that you have, you know what you kind of want either way along, along the way, but all the stuff is still within your warehouse that you wanted to do anyway. So it's kind of sure. like readjusting as you need to see fit, even though like it may be something different, but yeah, you're going where opportunity goes. Right. Exactly. Um, all right, cool. So number six, be true to yourself. Although 70% of U.S. employees hate their jobs and only one in three Americans report being happy, relentless, and unstoppable, being purged everything from their life they hate. Uh, wow, that's very strong. Um, have the self-respect and confidence to live life on your terms. Wow, what do you guys think about be true to yourself? We had a whole talk about that, be, uh, be authentic, whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was that word, uh, authentic. That's funny. Um because I was, I was telling the guys before, I thought it was like, someone's like, oh, be you, be you. I'm like, what does that mean? Um, and then one time I heard someone saying, be your authentic self, and it struck. It's really important, um, being authentic, uh, being yourself, because anything you do that involves other people uh, in your business or, or, or anything for that matter, it's an extension of who you are. Yeah. You create a culture, you create a circle around you that it's an extension of who, who you are as a, a leader, 
who you are as a business owner, um, how you treat people, being authentic. And that trickles down all the way down to the bottom. And, and, and I think that's that's majorly important and, and, and how your business is viewed, how it's perceived, it's all, and even if it's perceived and not in a good way at, at times, that's still an extension of who you are. Yeah. So, which, which just, it just goes to show that nobody's perfect, you know, and, and, and mistakes happen and things like that. And it's how you react to it that brings you back to being authentic and who you are so that, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's extremely important to, for that to happen for sure. Agreed. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier that if you don't have like your, if it's not something that you really truly care about, then it's not going to be the best product you're going to put out anyway. Exactly. So you're going to, it's going to be, you're not going to really care about it. And it's going to fall to the wayside and it's going to be a mediocre product, if anything. Exactly. Because the people that you have around you are going to see that you're not passionate about exactly. what you're trying to sell. Absolutely. So. All right, cool. So number seven, never let off the pressure. Uh, Gilbert, uh, being a plumber, owner of Pure Line Plumbing out in uh, North Carolina. That's right. The quote that comes with number seven is, pressure can bust pipes. I know you've dealt with this stuff before, um, but it all, but it can also make diamonds by uh, Tim Grover. Most people can handle pressure in small doses, but when left to their own devices, they let off the pressure and relax. Not you. You never take off the pressure off yourself. Instead, you continuously turn up the pressure. Um, it's funny because this entire year, um, my two words that I've been focusing on, Gabe knows I have it written on the my uh, dry erase board. I write it and then I erase it. I write it is apply pressure. Mm. And that is just like literally being relentless, regardless of what's going on, who's doing what around you. Mm -hmm. Just keep going and going and going and going to the point where it's like, all right, I think you did enough. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then on top of that, go again. Just when you think you did enough, keep going, keep going. Uh, but yeah, just never let off the pressures. I think that's a pretty straightforward. Um, number eight, don't be afraid of the consequences of failure. Um, yeah, easier said than done, but I get it. Sure. Most people stay close to the ground where it's safe. If they fail, it won't hurt that bad. But when you choose to fly high, the fall may kill you. <laughs> and you're okay with that. To you, there is no ceiling and there is no floor. It's all in your head. If something goes wrong, if you fail... You adjust and keep going. Um, yeah, that's that's a fantastic point to make. But again, don't be afraid of the consequences of failure. Yeah, of course. So so when when you are taking acts, this kind of goes back to what we were saying before. You, hopefully, you have like a mentor or some level of guidance that you're you know you're not berating life uh, with all your actions and and yeah, you're you're probably going to you know hit the wall or or something. Everything's not going to be a success. Um, should you be afraid of that? I don't think you should be afraid of it, but there should be some, there's a reason why you're afraid of it. And I think that's just a natural, that's a good thing. Um, to me, when I see someone who's nervous or, or, or scared or something in my mind, they care. Um, but yeah, I guess the consequences of failure, I guess it's, it's just a, a way of thinking. Um, so I agree. It should, it should be calculated. It should be a calculated yeah. risk. If you can live, you can live with a calculated risk. If you're just kind of running amok and flying by the seat of your pants, it's one thing. Right. But if you've taken a calculated risk, it's easier to kind of swallow that pill, even mm -hmm. if it is a failure. Right. I agree. All right. Number nine, don't compete with others. Make them compete with you. 
Oh. Most people are competing with other people. They continuously check in to see what others in their space, their competition, are doing. As a result, they mimic and copy what's working. Conversely, you left all competition behind. Competing with others makes you absolutely makes absolute zero sense to you. It pulls you from your authentic zone. So you zone out all the external noise and instead zone in your internal pressure to produce. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, there was this weird, weird, weird concept that I got stuck on. Um, it was like a mental block that I had with competition. I started reading these books that are telling me not to be competitive. And I was getting, it was like the most bizarre thing to me because I feel like naturally we are competitive. Even if someone's like, doesn't play sports, is beyond sports. I'm just saying like, you want to win, right? Mm-hmm. No one goes out and is like, I can't wait to lose today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you want to win. There's a level of competition. Obviously, some people's gauges, everyone's gauge is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was this block thinking, it was just when this whole greed thing came in. And I was just learning a lot about life and about myself. Um at this at this specific time uh this time frame it was like a six month time frame and they're saying talking about competition like you shouldn't you shouldn't want because in competition you're uh, in some way you want to beat somebody mm-hmm. and that brings now negative to you and the law of attraction says what you put out you could receive mm-hmm. so that's where that whole thing came from but i wasn't understanding i'm was thinking oh my gosh the same thing like i want to have x y and z and they're saying that uh it's kind of like a pie so if you're taking so much piece of the pie, you're not leaving anything for anyone else. Uh, but, the, but the concept that I got over was saying that that's not true. There's actually an, a limitless supply, right? So then I don't feel bad about how much I'm making a year, for example, how much uh, I'm taking from the industry uh, for whatever industry that I'm involved in, that there's crazy amounts of supply. There's no, there's no limit to, to this. And that one jump... I didn't care about competition. Not that I didn't care in a sense that uh, I don't want to be a winner. It was in a sense that I don't care what you're doing. I'm basically competing with myself. Um, And it wasn't a negative thing towards anyone. I just feel like I'm in my own league. And every one of us should feel that way. Um, You know, that that makes sense. Because especially with the barbershop, people come up to me. They're like, oh, how's the shop doing? I'm like, it's good. They're like, there's other shops around. How's the competition? I'm like, there is no competition not in the sense that no one can compete with me. Yeah. I'm not competing with anyone. Yeah. I don't see, like, there's a special niche for each, like, shop. Everyone has their specialties. They Some people, some shops master certain things that I don't master in. So I don't see no competition. And I just, there's enough for everyone in, in my in my industry. There's enough for everyone. I don't compete with the, the shop up the street. You know what I mean? There's no, I'm in my own spot. I know where I what I got to do and I know that my shop's successful anyway. So why is it, why should I compete with the next person? Yeah. If anything, I just would be me. Like you said, stay in your own lane and just be like, be a pedestal for them. Like (laughs) let them see, see what I do. Absolutely. All right, cool. Number 10, never stop learning. Uh, Ordinary people seek entertainment. Extraordinary people seek education and learning. When you want to become the best at what you do, you never stop learning. You never stop improving and honing your skills and knowledge. Your unparalleled preparation is what gives you power. No one else is willing to pay the price you've paid. Gilbert, we just got done talking about last week. You're in New Mexico for? It was a, a plumbing conference to to be to get educated, <laughs> to, to learn more about the craft, to learn more about what we do, the upcoming trends, um, you know, and, and that's, that's, I'm, 
a really big I'm really big into that uh, when it comes to education. Um, I've gotten my master's licenses in, in multiple states. Some tests were 18 hours, some tests were 16 hours, some tests were 12 hours. Um, but I think it's it's to kind of go back to what Miguel was saying about you know competition. Uh, I think some competition is a little healthy, but at the end of the day, it's 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 really not yeah. uh, really not competition in the sense of I mean I know how hard I work. And I'm not gauging my successes off uh, of another company. I don't know what their culture is like. I don't know what their their passion is like. I know what my passion is like here at at, at Pureline and what we do. And so, uh, I think education is is really really important. N- not only for yourself, but when you're put in a position to lead other people, yeah, you've got to have it. You, you've you've got to learn. Um, again, like the kind of point that I made uh, before is doing things daily that others do occasionally, meaning I get up and I, I, I open up a code book, probably the most boring thing you can possibly read, <laughs> but I do it. Why? Because I need to be sharp. I need to know, I need to understand it for my own people that, that work at PeerLine. So it's, it's, uh, learning is everything. It's, it's powerful, very, very powerful. Yeah. I think, I think you touched on something super important too, um, that I want to kind of piggyback on was talking about the culture. Um, and even, even just us around here, the, the, the people that we have on the podcast and it's kind of surrounding yourself with other hungry individuals who want it being their own dreams just as bad. Right. Um, but never stop learning. I just don't understand uh, anything other than that. Right. So like, even if for me, let's just say you hit like the pinnacle of your industry and you are what you are. Um, even if it's for yourself that you felt that you hit everything, all these life goals or whatever, what happens, what happens like in turn where you could be a teacher or you could be a coach to your kid and it's something that they're passionate about. So then you get to refocus and then relearn something. I feel like there's something adventurous about that or fascinating about that. Right. Um, I don't know, like let's just say your kid's like into astrology and you never were. I mean, you just did it for whatever you had to do for school. But then all of a sudden you dive into this just to kind of go on this little journey uh, with your kid. Um, I'm not saying everyone's doing this, but um, you're learning still. It's it's kind of giving you another perspective on life in general because the laws of success are the same in every industry. Um, it was I remember growing up in high school or and playing sports and they always wanted um, us to play more than one, one, uh, sport because they wanted you to be, you know, dimensional when it came to seeing how you reacted, um, teamwork, all kinds of things like, yeah, shooting a hoop, shooting a ball into a hoop is totally different than hitting a ball with a bat. But there was elements, especially leadership when it came to gathering the team, being a team player, um, even seeing a ball differently, seeing different angles of different things, it gave me or gave you as an individual a different perspective on the sport that you're really good at. Right. So they would, and a lot of times they also wanted to stay in shape all year. Um, but I remember there's a lot of good basketball players or football players that they just made run track or do something else uh, that got them involved. But yeah, number 10 is probably one of my most favorite, never stop learning. Uh, number 11 Success isn't enough. It only increases the pressure. For most people, becoming successful is enough. However, when you're relentless, success only increases the pressure to do more. Immediately following the achievement of a goal, you're focused on your next challenge. Um, 
Yeah, because it's a journey, not a destination, right? I mean, we talk about this stuff all the time. Um, number 12, don't get crushed by success. Most people can't handle success, authority, or privilege. It destroys them. It makes them lazy. When they get that when they get what they want, they stop doing the very things that got them there. The external noise becomes too intense. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Um, especially the, the authority one. Is there anything worse than putting a badge on someone who's just oh. going to take it to that next level for unnecessary reasons? <laughs> mm, yeah. You know, just that ego. You put a badge on an ego and just forget it, dude. Mm. Oh, my goodness. The most obnoxious thing you'll ever see. Um, you can't handle it. Some people can't handle it. Dude, they abuse the living daylights out of that stuff. I mean, I've seen people, you know, with the authority wasn't even that big and they just ran with it to a whole other level. Like, what is going on? Um, it's bizarre, uh, but it's true. And honestly, like, think about it. Like, how much, what would you do if you honestly had everything you have, you ever wanted right now, right? Like, how would you actually act? Okay, for example, let's just say you had so much money, you start buying all these properties all in your own little town, right? Like you literally own everything. Hmm. Then what? You become the mayor? Then what? You don't know. I'm yeah. serious. And you just yeah. you just keep it just never just this wild thing. Like what is the point of this? Are you trying to get somewhere? Are you, right, right. You want the town named after you? Like what do you um there's just odd there's just odd thing about uh power. You know, they talk about, you know, money, power, respect. The power one, I think, is the biggest of all. And no one even, like, I think, gives much thought to it. Um, well, what about the opposite? When you've reached your destination and all of a sudden you become so complacent, you don't do any of the things that got you there. You know, you, you finally yeah. get to the position where you always wanted to be at, and all of a sudden all, all your, you know, your principles and the morals that got you to that said point you're, is done. So the guy that, you know, you wanted to be in that position, like, yes, is now a totally different person. I've seen that, and that's... That's not fun. That's that's probably about as ugly as it gets, too. Yeah, I think uh, it really goes down to who you surround yourself with um, to be able to have some checks and balances around you. Unfortunately, when you have that power trip where you you get to a certain spot and you feel like you're, you know, like the king and, and you're treating people a certain way, um, you're going to get lonely really quickly. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, when that happens, you start to lose people and uh, people will start leaving or whatever the situation may be. And then that power that you thought you had, you, you've just as fast just lost mm-hmm. it. And so I think what Manny was saying with when it comes to that, you're there, right? And all mm-hmm. of a sudden you become complacent mm-hmm. and, and you, you kind of think to your head, okay, I, I got everything I ever wanted. Now, now, what? now what? That's when the people around you go, hey, man, what, what's going on? Right. You know, and then. Um, but I think there's a uh, there should always be some type of a really good balance with being hungry at the same time, understanding that life relationships with people and just relationships in general mean way more than money. Sure. Money, money yeah. is going <laughs> to money will come and go. But the way you treat people, your circle of friends, uh, the people that mean most to you are always going to be there. And you cultivating those relationships on your rise up to wherever you're going. When you get up there, those people that were with you when you had nothing are going to be your checks and balances. So when you get up there, they're going to be like, I'm, you know, like, for example, I'll be like, Jim, what are you doing, man? Why'd you talk to that person that way? Just because they're in this position or in that position. Then you're going to have kind of like, oh, man, you know, am, am I doing that? Yeah. So I think with, 
with people around you and uh, just smart individuals and people that, that know you for, for who you are is, is going to keep you in check. And I think that's, that's one way to, to kind of counteract that. Did you struggle with that ever on your kind of your way up in, in growing the business? Um, you know, I still feel like I'm really still growing the business. Uh, it, I'm, I'm not there to where a point where I feel complacent. If anything, I feel such a responsibility for the families that I'm being a leader to. Mm-hmm. So, um, if, like you, we talked about pressure earlier on, in the show. You yeah. know, the, where I feel pressure is to make the right decisions. That I'm being viewed upon to make the right decisions mm-hmm. so this family can pay their mortgage, can pay their car payment, that their kids can go to a private school, that, you know, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Sure. So with, and, and it just, it's all encompassing, the education and, you know, um, so, so no, I don't feel like I'm there where I'm complacent. If anything, uh, it's almost like a responsibility to make the right decisions for the people that are working. And that's, that's, that's where the whole leadership, the managing style, all of that comes into play. You know, being able to go in into the trenches still with my guys and work with them. If I need to talk to them, I visit them and I actually work with them to have a conversation. So those are the things that keep me, you know, checked when it comes to that. Very good. All right, cool. Number 13, completely own it when you screw up. No blame, no deception or illusion. Just a cold, hard truth. Mm. When you mess up, you own it. And as the leader, you own it when your team fails. Only with extreme ownership can you have complete freedom and control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, is there anything worse than denying the truth? <laughs> and at the end of the day, <laughs> there it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, dude, it's still going to stare at you forever. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think there, there's a level of maturity that comes with that too. Um, a lot of times I see grown men point fingers uh, for something petty. There's <clears throat> not even nothing that's even significant. Yeah. Um, and just will never take the blame. Or blame something, man. It could be I, I wore the wrong socks today, mm. you know, and they just messed up the whole, you know, database by one false entry. And he's going to tell you that it was because of his socks. <laughs> um, you know, just the, the blame game is just, I don't know, I think that's a maturity thing. And I, you could be 78 and still have that issue. Mm-hmm. So that's the sure. dangerous part. It's, it's different, too, when people say, you know, they use certain you know, ways to describe the situation as, um, you know, I did really well. Right. There's the vocabulary like, okay, I'll follow you. When it's when when yeah. things go downhill, it's like, oh, I, you know, I'm a true manager. Be like, you know, I take responsibility for that. Um, you know, coming across that, even those kind kind of words really get you every time. Yeah, it's true. Um, it's it's a funny it's a funny thing. It's just this little weird path that we that we run by because I think it has to do with well, obviously it's ego, but it also has to do with reputation. And I feel like deep down, no one wants to know wants to be known as the screw up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And so, like, we start like, "Oh, that wasn't me." Like, you start like dishing it off to <laughs> yeah, someone else. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's understandable to a certain extent. Right. But I think where this is talking is, you know, things that are much more heavier than right. uh, the you know the little stuff. Um, all right, number fourteen of thirty. Uh, do these things if you want to be unstoppable. Let your work speak for itself. Talking is shallow. Anyone can do it. It's easy. Rep- it's easily replicated. It's low value. Conversely, deep work is rare. It's done by people who are focused and working while everyone else is talking. Deep work is so good it can't be ignored. It doesn't need words. It speaks for itself. Um, that's my favorite part right there. It speaks for itself. Um, 
Let your work speak for itself. I mean, that's pretty straightforward, right? Um, I, in this, like, whatever it is, this leadership training that I'm taking, a lot of people take pride in their name, right? <laughs> and so the only reason why I say that is because they're talking about, like, what they're talking about work ethic, and it's kind of, you know, let your work speak for itself, kind of the same thing. But I'm telling you, probably about 85% of the people said, my name's going on that project. I'm doing the best that I can. Mm. And it was a very prideful thing. Um, when your name gets stamped on something, that's your product, right? I mean, you know, you have people literally walking around, walking heads, right, of your work that the world can see. Mm -hmm. um, Gilbert, you have, you know, uh, with the plumbing work you do, your brand, and not only you, what's crazy about owning a company um, is it's what you're also your employees are representing mm -hmm. you so it's their work oh, yeah. that's reflecting back on you and your company mm -hmm. and going back to you know not pointing fingers if they do something wrong you have to be obviously willing to take that hit not for obviously that's a conversation you have with them but when the company they did the work for they don't want to talk to that plumber they want to talk to you right exactly. um so it's it's you know it's one of those things. So when you people do take that so seriously, like, my name's on that, my name's stamped on that. Um, that that's that to me. That's just a person who cares, who who wants the best. Um, and honestly, at the end of that, I could just appreciate it, even if their work sucks. <laughs> at least they they did it with uh, their intent or their intentions were there. All right. Well, at this point, we are going to actually split this episode in two. The conversation got so good, so interesting, um, that the length actually stretched out to be enough for two separate episodes. So we're going to have this part one that you just listened to. Thank you for listening. And next week we'll release part two, episode 117, part two, uh, featuring Gilbert Rodriguez. Uh, we appreciate his time, um, that we want you guys to actually listen and capture uh, the knowledge drop. There's many gems um, in both episodes. So we're splitting this in a two-part series. And we just want to thank you guys. Tune in next week to get part two. We appreciate you. Bye. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Thank you for the love and support. We truly do hope you enjoyed the views. 